It's eerily quiet tonight in the city that never sleeps. The sirens and car horns, street noise from passers-by, crowded restaurants and rambunctious bars, the soundtrack humming beneath the life I've known for, well, going on 12 years now. It's all gone silent. You could hear a pin drop in New York City. I am writing to you from the modest kitchen table of my cozy Brooklyn apartment. The year is 2020, and the COVID-19 pandemic has caused unprecedented suffering, a startling interruption to normal life, and a profound loss of security and control. Loss of control comes in an endless variety of forms. A car accident, a phone call, a financial hole we can't climb out of, a relationship we're unable to repair, or a global pandemic. Whatever its origin, it all leads to the same place, a search for help outside of the self. How am I going to get through this? Why is this happening? What could possibly change the narrative? For many, these sorts of questions, brought on by outside events, produced an internal response. Prayer. Of course, for every person desperately turning to prayer in 2020, there was someone looking at the same widespread crisis and saying good riddance to God. On one side of the coin, the coronavirus pandemic is an event causing many comfortable agnostics to turn to prayer. On the other side of that very coin, though, the praying voices of many faithful churchgoers have gone silent. The same set of circumstances that has the world turning to God has the church running from God. The world knocks on the doors of the church, but those in the pews are scrambling for the exits, for each one desperately whispering, Help! To God in the past year, there was another dejectedly whispering, You're no help at all. Both people, experiencing the same circumstances, talking to the same God, both are forms of prayer. Both, in fact, are biblical prayers. The Phenomenon of Prayer Already today, before you listened to these words, plenty of people have prayed. Catholics have recited the poetic prayers of the historic saints. Muslims have spread out their rugs, bowed their foreheads to the ground, and begun chanting the Quran in unison. Jews have written pleas to Yahweh on small pieces of paper, rolled them up, and wedged them into Jerusalem's wailing wall. Buddhists have meditatively emptied themselves, searching for an enlightened state of self-forgetfulness. Tibetan monks have spun a wheel that holds the wadded-up pages of prayer journals, like a game of divine roulette, and somewhere, a staunch, convinced atheist in a hospital waiting room has buried his head in his hands and muttered a few desperate words to a god he doesn't even believe is there to listen. And all of that was today, before you listened to these words. If you are a church-going Christian in the West, you've become a sociological anomaly. The Western church is declining in essentially every statistical measure. Still, 
in a society losing interest and growing suspicious of the church, prayer isn't going anywhere. According to reliable Gallup research, more Americans will pray in a given week than will exercise, drive a car, have sex, or go to work. In an increasingly post-Christian America, nearly half the population still admits praying daily, a number that dwarfs the nation's church attendance. Any way you measure it, prayer is bigger than the church, and it's not close. Everybody prays, everybody always has, and there's no end in sight. Prayer seems to be instinctive, a part of human nature. Primitive peoples and enlightened Westerners, rural homesteaders and urban-dwelling professionals, stay-at-home moms and touring musicians, insecure artists and ruthless investors, doubting atheists and devout creationists, they're all praying. In the words of Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, prayer is our humble answer to the inconceivable surprise of living. We pray. We can't help it. Prayer invites you to learn to listen to God before speaking, to ask like a child in your old age, to scream your questions in an angry tirade, to undress yourself in vulnerable confession, and to be loved, completely and totally loved, in spite of everything. And yet most people, even most Bible-believing Christians, find little life in prayer. Prayer is boring or obligatory or confusing, or most often, all of the above. 